And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today we're going to discuss elected official Raquel Mitchell's story, as well as her current campaign for Will County Board. Ms. Mitchell is a public speaker, conservative activist, and political strategist, and I might add, she is a Christian. Now, in April of 2013, Raquel became the first black woman elected to the Wheatland Township Trustee uh, Board. Raquel is a member of the Will County uh, Liberty Club, United Republican Fund, Women's Network, Fredless Douglas Foundation. She is also an elected Republican precinct committeeman. She has quite a story to tell. And today we're going to interview her on that. I'm an attorney and a partner in the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration, to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to MalkinBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and law. Today, our guest, Ms. Raquel Mitchell, elected official, and we're going to talk to her about her journey into politics and about her current campaign for the Will County Board. Raquel, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Rich. How are you? I am doing very well. I, Great. I first met you earlier this summer, and I was wonderfully impressed and surprised and wanted my um, listeners to get to meet you on the radio. And the reason for that is what stood out in our our initial meeting was your courage. So this is something that I hope in our interview today that comes out is, is the courage that you have as a Christian. And as I understand it, your whole political journey has to do with, with your walk of faith. Is that true? Uh, Actually, uh, it is actually two parts. It's not only my walk of faith, but it's a walk of faith of uh, people who look like me. Okay, tell and me tell me more about that. People who look like uh, you. Yeah, people who look like me. I happen to be black uh, and American, <laughs> and I see and I know the faith of my people. This is how I how I grew up. I grew up a Christian. I grew up with um, you know with. Uh, morality, uh, being talking about morality and character and all of these things, and I noticed that the people who look like me don't vote that way. They don't vote with their conscience, they don't vote with their Christian values, they don't vote with their beliefs, and I don't know, I got, you know, I was moved, I got convicted, right? I felt like I needed to go out there and talk to people about how, how they're voting does not align with their Christian values. Um, and I found actually some pretty, um, over the years, I found out some pretty terrible things um, uh, about about why they vote that way. Well, and, I'm terribly interested in this conversation, um, and I agree with you. The words Republican and black often don't go together. And 
Um, so tell me more about how you came to that position. What what are the issues that you're seeing in the black community that don't seem to line up? Well, uh, I don't. You know, the younger generation, of course, that's that's a different story. But let me just uh, let me go back a little bit to say that I realized over time that the reason why. Uh, the black community is not voting, say, with Republicans, or even not necessarily just with Republicans. They're not voting their Christian values because I'm not going to make the assumption that every Republican has, you know, Christian values. But they align more with their Christian values than, say, the Democratic Party is. And I realize it's because the church, the black church, has failed the black people on, on many fronts. Not every church is preaching the same uh, Bible. Uh, they're not teaching the same uh, value system, right? It's a little bit of the pastor inserting his own uh, moral rel- relativism. Um, even though the pastor may preach on certain things, they will still have that Demo- Democrat uh, candidate come before the uh, the church congregation, uh, who may support things that you know that aren't are not. Uh, founded in our biblical principles, such as abortion or, um, you know, gay marriage and so forth. In fact, uh, some of the more popular uh, pastors out there in the black church are starting to kind of, you know, reconcile themselves with uh, things like gay marriage, say, for instance. So I noticed that, you know, try, try to equivocate that and make it okay. Well, the Bible preaches love, and so that's fine. So I've noticed that uh, that's probably, that's one of the, that's actually the biggest reasons why um, there are black folks, especially in my generation and older, who are still voting Democrat. Uh, this and, is Lawyers uh, for Jesus Radio, and I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Miss Raquel Mitchell uh, with regard to her journey into politics as an elected official, public speaker, conservative activist, and political strategist. Uh, I am amazed with this conversation, I'm, uh, but I have a question for you. So how did that lead you into uh, not just voting or joining some party, but actually getting involved in politics? Well, first of all, Rich, I was always a Republican. My first vote at 18, when I voted in Chicago, was for George Herbert Walker Bush. So I was always, I was always a Republican. I just was never, um, when I was younger, obviously, as, as they say, I wasn't as conservative. I wasn't as socially conservative. I became socially conservative as I got older and married and had responsibilities. So let's start, you know, so I'm just going to say that. I never switched. I never had, you know, I never was a Democrat. And then I said, oh, yeah, I'm a Republican. How, how, about, um, your, how about your family background? Were your, were your parents Republicans as well? No, no. Actually, uh, my grandmother was um, a Democrat. My maternal grandmother was a Democrat. My all of my parents, I mean, both my parents, all my mom and my dad are both Democrats. In fact, my dad um, is very much a Democrat. He and I argue all the time. We speak <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> my mom, however, she's coming around. She's she doesn't know this, but she's voted for Republicans so many times. She is now a hard R. She is now a poor Republican. She thinks she's still a Democrat, though. Don't tell us. So, um, and I mentioned my grandmother because my grandmother was politically involved. And, uh, you know, she loved Rainbow Push and the whole nine. So this is how I grew up, right? I was always at my grandma's house visiting and, sure. and that kind of thing. And so this is how I grew up. The Jesse Jackson lovers, the Martin Luther King marchers. I mean, so they were all, they were Democrats. And um, I just, 
in, in fact, I, I've been thinking about this, and, you know, I've been thinking about this over time. My mother is the one, and my father, believe it or not, taught me about being a Republican. They tell, my father would say all the time, he would get mad with my mom all the time and say, I don't know why she spends more than she has. If you don't have any money, stay at home. You know, like he would, he would be very fiscally conservative. Um, my, my mom, you know, there are just certain things that she just wasn't having in our household and how she raised me, which is funny because she had been voting Democrat, but she still had those values. She still had those Christian values, that Christian value system. So I just thought it was, you know, it was just interesting that they didn't, um, my mom, as now she put it together. She put the lie together now, which is funny, trying to, you know, watching her, you know, you know, become reborn and being a Republican because she gets it now how she's been bamboozled all these years. So um, you, how I, I was going to ask, you say the lie. Help, help me out. What are you referring to when you say that? Well, the lie, the lie is that, you know, these are the people, the Democrats are the people who are really going to um, help you. They're the really, they're the ones who really care about you. And everything they've done has been to advance our that means black people, are causes, right? So, you know, all, all you know, they're, they're very altruistic. They're very giving. Um, and the lie is that, no, they're not um, altruistic and giving. They're altruistic and giving just enough to get the vote. But they really haven't done anything. And, um, and I, I think that some of the layers are being taken off now, especially with the advent of... Um, the internet and, and 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 so forth, and the way we communicate, um, but not enough. Not enough people are coming to this same conclusion. But it's great to watch it and when it happens. It's beautiful to watch. And you've seen it in your so, own family, right? I've seen I've seen it with my with my mother, and my father's still hanging on though. He's <laughs> he, he's still hanging on, which is funny because I, I you know not until Obama had I ever seen my father. Um, just completely believe a politician. I remember growing up, and um, no matter who was there, whether it was Reagan or Bush or Carter, whoever it was, Bill Clinton, whoever it was, my father would just wave it off. You know, like, ah, he's lying. Everybody was lying. Everybody. Equally. Um, when Obama became, you know, when Obama got elected, it was like, he, there was, he could tell no lie. He would tell the truth all the time. I mean, my my father is an apologist for uh, Barack Obama, and uh, now it's spilling over a little bit into uh, not so much Hillary Clinton, but still Obama is untouchable for my father. Well, we can understand that. So much of politics really is emotions rather than, than logic, I think, so is a, that's a very understandable thing. So I got uh, involved in politics uh, one day, this is during uh, the, at the very beginning, or when things are really going bad economically in the country in 2009 or so. Uh, two ladies, and I was very angry at the time, very angry, and um, as a as a voter, that is. Uh, the two ladies came to my door, Mary Pat Oliver and Cedric Crenshaw. Uh, I, uh, came to my door, and they wanted to run. They were running for Raquel. I'm going to have to to. Uh... Hold on for one second here. We're going to take a break. Uh, Coming up, we'll be talking with Miss Mitchells with regard to her campaign for Will County and more about her story and entry into politics. I'm Rich Baker uh, from Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. 
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with elected official Ms. Raquel Mitchell, and we were discussing before the break um, a visit by two ladies to her door, which got her involved in, in uh, actually getting out in politics. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yes, yeah, so these two ladies came to my door, and they're running for something. I said, today, you're running for this, and uh, tomorrow, you, you'll be wanting to run for my congressperson or president. And before, I, I want to stop you before you even go any further, before I can't get rid of you. So I kept them at my door for about an hour, and we formed a friendship. We're still friends to this day. And I said to them, uh, I said to them, I don't have a lot of money because at the time I was out of a job. I don't have a lot of money, but I have a lot of time. So whatever you need uh, for me, I'll do it. Well, uh, I, I did wind up helping both of them. They both lost their campaign bids. But I was working for Cedric Crenshaw, who went on to run for state senate, um, and she. She lost, and I have been working ever since then, every election, every consolidated election, ever since then. I've not stopped every single time. And uh, through my consulting and all that, there's not a, uh, almost not an election in the state that I haven't touched in some way. Well, I think this is one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on the show is you lost, but you didn't quit. And part of that is the... I think the mindset and the attitude and the courage that we need in this day, because there's a lot of uh, battle setbacks that we've seen, and this culture's taken a, a direction that I think for many Christians is very concerning. You had mentioned something about um, politics and faith and the different party uh, perspectives on that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it is... It, I, I don't, I don't want to pretend like uh, the, the Republicans are all, you know, little saintly people on one side or whatever. Um, whoever isn't, they have no choice but to get with the program. They're more, they're more uh, uh, Christian, value-centered Republicans than they are not. So, so we we out in our on our side of the aisle, we kind of outnumber anybody who's thinking about going astray, uh, or anybody who want, who are, who's thinking about being a secularist, but more on the economic side, right? So on the other side, we have the Democrats, and this has been this has been slowly happening. I've seen the uh, I want to say trajectory, but it's not really going up. It's going it's. Is the cause of the decline of our country. On the other side of the aisle, the Democrats, I see that they're they're really wanting to remove God, little by little, every single piece of legislation, um, in any way, to remove God from uh, from our culture, uh, to remove religion from our culture, and what's going to wind up happening, so that government can then replace uh, replace religion, so that government can then be God. Um, just recently, I saw a video where. Uh, the woman is saying, as somebody from Camden uh, University is saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and she takes out God, and Hillary's laughing. I'm absolutely astounded by that. And and the audience is cheering this on. We're moving God from our allegiance. This is the very cornerstone of our country. This is how we, we're going to survive this. If we are in God's favor, do, do they not know uh, what that will bring to our nation? We are a great nation, but we are, we are not great without God. So this... Uh, the idea of what the Democrats are trying to do goes absolutely counter to anything, especially from my point of view, um, with blacks, everything counter to what they believe in. 
and they will try to reconcile it, and they will try to make excuses about that, saying, well, you know, separation of church and state, and keep my politics separate. No, do not keep your politics separate, because you are so, what is your soul worth? Why are you giving up your beliefs and your, and your, your convictions for them? What is the purpose of that? Because this is supposed to be how you live your life. It, it really is, uh, it, it really does get to me um, when I see, uh, especially Christian um, blacks, uh, try, try to make excuses for bad Democrat behavior. It's just really kind of disgusting to me, actually. So, uh, and that's basically how I've been trying to uh, get through to some people. And I realize that over time, especially the younger generation, are not as religious. They're not as Christ-centered. They're not as... Um, a lot of what I see going on in Baltimore, uh, Ferguson, all these places, Chicago, why am I going outside of our own state? Chicago has a lot to do with the fact that we have a black church that's failed a lot of black people in the community. After a certain age, churches don't have a program for older young people, say, for instance. Uh, you know, when I was a little kid, yeah, there was a lot for a little kid, but once I got into high school, there really wasn't that much. You know, there, of course, there was an obligatory trip, but not a lot. Um, and that has failed the young people. We have uh, the government, um, who has failed the young people um, by, uh, of course, you know, through their parents and through generational uh, through, through generational efforts, let's say. Um, so I, I see this happening, and it's just, it's, I just don't understand why my generation and older, we have an opportunity now to set things back to right. We need to do that. We and, do. Uh, I've been, and I've been doing whatever I can, preaching from the top of the, you know, roof, rooftops or whatever, whatever I can do, trying to get out there. Every, it's funny because the reason why I even kept going was because of that first uh, campaign that I worked on with Central Crenshaw, working for a state senate campaign, and going into... Uh, a certain area, I was like, I, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep going into these areas. Raquel, let me, let me take the direction yeah. a little bit different. You're listening to the mm-hmm. Lawyers for Jesus radio program. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Raquel Mitchell, an elected Wheatland Township trustee. However, you're also now running for Will County uh, to be on the board for Will County. Tell us a little bit about that election and, and that whole process. Uh, yes, the Will, I'm ready for Will County Board, uh, Commissioner, uh, District 3. Uh, that's a little bit of Bolingbrook, a lot of Romeoville, Lockport Township, and, uh, one little teeny tiny speck in Plainfield Township. Uh, but mostly it's Romeoville. Uh, the, well, I was asked by some, uh, conservative members of the board if I would like to run this time that we have, uh, Democrat incumbents, and I said, uh, Okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? I'll do it. Let's do it. And uh, so I went around and I, you know, let people in the area know that I was running and, you know, if they would support me and that. So that's really, and then I got my petition signatures and, you know, I, I was unchallenged for the primary, so here I am. Uh, so what do you think the issues running. are right now that, that are important in Will County that you're uh, concerned about? Uh, one of the issues is, aside from, uh, aside from, you know, all of what I said previously, I'm also very interested in being good stewards of the people's money. Um, we have several things that need to get done in Will County. Uh, we need a new courthouse. I want to make sure that that's done without uh, really raking the taxpayers over the coals. 
uh, the reality of it is we do have a lot of uh, county workers and state workers, you know, union employees that are concerned about Republicans being in office. And I look at it this way. There's no separate uh, property tax for union and state workers than there is for, you know, people who work in the private sector. So I want to keep everybody's uh, tax property taxes down. I want to keep everybody. If you're if you're a county employee, they're concerned about you know making cuts and making the county employees go away. I want everybody to keep their jobs. But if the county doesn't spend wisely, if we don't do the right things and operate efficiently, then some then the first thing they go to, if you look, they always go to the human resources, and that's one thing that can be avoided early on if you watch your spending now. That's that's. Plain and simple. Raquel, I'm looking at your background on this, and I see that you have worked in accounting and pricing for some of the largest companies in the country. Um, yes. And I think you're also involved currently in, in uh, real est- commercial real estate. Is that correct? Yes, I'm a real estate broker, yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you're not speaking just ideally. You're speaking from experience in terms of your accounting background, I take it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, I've been in, you know. So I'm, I'm taking this, this, these concepts of operating efficiently, looking at being able to look at numbers and uh, financials, and saying, okay, this is where we could possibly make cuts. Um, well, these are the smart things that we can do as a board. So some of, the, so I bring the experience to the table as far as uh, being able to uh, understand and read these things, and it makes. Uh, it'll it'll make trust me it'll make uh, the board's life easier and we we do have some great uh, accountants on the board already some great financial folks and lawyers and, and that and people with a finance background so I'm just adding to that and we end up uh, but one thing I don't want to see is government waste and um, I don't want to see craft and pay for play um, another thing that I want uh, that I'm interested in doing is that Chicago's already implemented this a lot of politicians can be seen uh, getting nice donations in exchange for contracts, say, for instance. I'm not accusing anyone, I'm just saying. So what I would like uh, to do is to uh, is to have our own version of pay-for-play. You want to do a contract here? Well, we'll look at, we'll look at every, everything you're offering, and we want you to start hiring some of the people in our area, so hiring some of these young people, so that they can get that experience, because that's what people have been talking about. There are no jobs, yep. there's no training for that, these young folks. That's absolutely so, right. That's what, I mean, All right. I mean, that's what I'm the negative light. Let me do this. We're about to end that, our program here. Uh, Ms. Mitchell, we really appreciate you coming on today. I wish I had about another hour to go on with you on this. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, how can people learn more about you? Okay, so uh, you can... The primary way to contact me is via Facebook. Go to elect, uh, look me up, elect Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y. My name is Raquel Mitchell. My nickname is Rocky, so everything is Rocky. Um, let's see, rockforwillcounty at gmail.com, uh, electrocky.com. Uh, so just Facebook me, and you'll have all, all of any way you can get to me. You can donate on my uh, website, uh, and I just, I'm, grateful that you had me on. Thank you, you, Ms. Mitchell. This is Rich Baker with uh, Malkin Baker and um, wishing you a great afternoon.